0: Hi, it's Dr. Sandy, Laura Kramers. Thank you for joining me again today for the EYE show. Please, I'm one of the surgeons here at Visionary Eye Doctor, so please pass this on to friends and family. So this is probably one of the most important podcasts I'll ever make, Uh, and it's kind of because of a transformative book, actually two books that I read recently that I want to share with you. The title of this podcast is How to Decrease Your Risk or maybe even Heal Chronic Pain Conditions, Depression, Anxiety, uh, Stress in in a sense. So I want to talk about this because it happened that a friend of mine recommended a book uh, that I'm going to talk about. It's called The Upward Spiral. So those that are on YouTube can see the picture of the book. This is the very rare book that I've ever actually physically bought the book and also bought the Audible. Uh, Audiobook version of it. I've done both, listened to both, and read through a little bit of the actual book, but I wanted to show you what it looks like. It's called The Upward Spiral. It's by Dr. Alex Korb, a PhD neuroscientist from the uh, Department of Psychiatry at the University of California, Los Angeles. This is a really great book. A separate friend recommended this book, which we're going to go through at the very end of this podcast because it's more of the spiritual component. It's called Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. And I know some of you might be cringing at this, but it's by Brian. I think it's P-I-T-R-E, and so this is quite a very unusual book. It's quite interesting because it goes through the Jewish component of Christianity, which is brilliant. So Jesus and the Jewish Roots of the Eucharist. Reading these two books together at the same time was quite the experiment because I didn't know what I was getting into. So we're gonna talk about first on this book called The Upward Spiral, which is a really beautiful, brilliant book. And it has to do with what you can do in your brain to help you deal with issues like chronic pain, depression, anxiety, stress, fear, addiction. It's absolutely brilliant, I love it. The second part of the podcast we're going to talk about the spiritual side because I do think you really need to think about both of these together. The physical, neurochemical, uh, structural, brain structures at the same time as you think about the spiritual side because I think they both exist and they both complement each other. So if you read The Upward Spiral and you think of it kind of in its own world of everything is basically governed by just what's happening in your brain and neurotransmitters it can be a little depressing so that's why i want to talk about both of them so what is the upward spiral so this book is talking about your brain the structures of the brain the location of every kind of neurotransmitter in the brain that kind of is functioning to help you either deal with uh stress, uh, how you react to things, if you're in a flight or fight response. If you're depressed, you're lonely, you're fearful, you have an addiction. It's very helpful understanding what neurotransmitters are being produced when somebody says something to you or when something happens to you or when you say something or when you do something and it's really well done. So I highly recommend it. So I'm gonna go through some basic things of the upward spiral. And we're gonna basically talk about three key things. And the most important thing is that you have control of a lot of what you experience, even in the world of chronic pain, in the world of depression, anxiety, fear, addictions. The problem is that sometimes we are over Um, kind of controlled by our emotions or over controlled by our neurotransmitters. So this book gave me a lot of hope for those people that are dealing with addictions or who are broken or who have really difficult times with all kinds of psychological issues or just general happiness issues. And I think we all can be there. We can all have that part of our life where things are just going really bad. And how do you get out of it? How do you get out of the downward spiral? How do you get out of the pit of despair? How do you get out of your addiction or whatever you're dealing with? So the upward spiral is very, very helpful. And I think the second book I'm going to talk about in a few minutes is also very helpful. So let me just go through some of the data that he presents and I just want to kind of discuss this with you. So. Here's a schematic of the brain. So those that are listening on the podcast, I'm showing a a kind of a schematic of the brain. So if you think of your brain as two fists kind of together with your thumbs kind of pointed away, the thumbs are kind of, let's say, you could say maybe even like an example where eyeballs would be. But really what I'm talking about is just your brain has these two lobes. And the, the wrists, the clenched wrists together. What's touching them in the middle is called the medial part of the brain. And the knuckle part on the outside is the dorsal part of the brain. And the reason why I mentioned that is because he goes through the dorsal, medial, lateral, frontic- you know, geniculate, nucleus, all these kinds of things if you 're listening on the podcast, it can get a little confusing, but the point is that the brain has different parts there's the middle part, the medial part, and the part kind of towards your ears that's called the dorsal part and then there's the front part called the frontal, and then there's the back part called the occipital and so the front part so the the frontal part is generally in charge of emotions. We have the prefrontal cortex which is in charge of your emotions. And we talk a lot about how teenage boys, especially and teenagers in general, do not have a well-developed prefrontal cortex. That's why they tend to sometimes be very difficult to deal with. They can be, you know, get really angry. I think I mentioned in the past, a friend of mine with 12 kids said to me many years ago, he said, do you know why teenagers are so obnoxious? And I said, no, why? And he said, so it doesn't hurt so much when they leave. And I was like, ah, (laughs) it's really great to hear that because teenagers are obnoxious and they can be really mean. And so when he said that, I was like, okay, that makes total sense. And so I could imagine how, you know, when when you as a parent or you as a employer or a colleague of anybody or a spouse, there'll be days that your spouse or your child or whoever flies off the handle. Well, maybe something happened, they didn't sleep well. Maybe their prefrontal cortex is just not working as well as it should. So You can make a little bit of an excuse for them to understand what's going on with their brain and what, why they're reacting that way. So, the prefrontal cortex and the frontal part manages emotions, and that 's kind of important to know. We know that the dorsal striatum, which is kind of part of this kind of this yellow part here, acts out old habits so if you have an old habit that you can 't just you can 't help you know maybe you have issues with alcoholism or carbohydrates or whatever addiction TV or porn or whatever the terrible addiction is your dorsal striatum in your brain starts to create a pathway that can be very uh, difficult to undo. And so that's kind of the dorsal striatum. And there's a really brilliant paper that just came out by Dr. Cash and Dr. Rush, I think that's the name, at Harvard, um, published in the Journal of Neuroscience. Highly recommend you guys look at it. And they did a very interesting experiment where they took a quadriplegic, and that means somebody that's paralyzed, all four uh, limbs cannot move because of a previous brain injury, spinal cord injury. And they had the patient uh, play um, what is the name of the game? Ah, um, Simon. So the Simon is like a memory kind of, you know, it has little, four little, you know, things that buzz at a certain place. And they had him play Simon, and by allowing him basically to think of the pattern Simon was playing, he was able to move the cursors that he needed to, I think, on the computer to kind of click what he needed to click just by thinking. So they're able to do that now. So they were able to show that the brain, when he was sleeping, when they stimulated, they looked at the T11 motor cortex, which is basically part of the uh, kind of the parietal lobe. They looked at that with electrodes. When he was sleeping, they showed that in his sleep, he was playing Simon. He was actually playing Simon during his sleep. And the reason why this is important is because when you interact with people or things happen during your day, your brain starts to create like a memory, uh, like a replay when you're sleeping. And it can happen also during the day, but they were able to show for the first time that when you sleep, there's kind of like a memory component that happened during the day. You reprocess things that can make that pathway even stronger. So let's say you're starting to develop pain and any pain in the body. Let's say it's eye pain, like chronic eye pain. What can start to happen is when you start to have pain, you can start to create a pathway that can replay itself when you sleep, it can replay yourself during the day, that can create a permanent pathway in the brain called central neuropathic pain. And that is what we definitely want to avoid in all patients. We can have peripheral pain, meaning you burn your finger, That's that's peripheral to your brain, You're, you burnt your finger, your your finger hurts, you can do something to help it. Let's say you have something in your eye, like an eyelash, we take it out, the pain goes away, that's peripheral pain, that's actually great because we can take care of it, we can prevent it from, you know, we can cure it, per, essentially. When it, we think that we can cure most of it per se, per se. The problem is when it gets to be centralized, when you have a centralized pain where that motor pathway has been created, it takes a lot of effort to undo that pathway. And this is true for addictions, this is true for depression, it's true for anxiety, it's true for whatever you have to deal with that becomes a pathway. And so one of the things in the book that was really brilliant is that it does explain why psychiatry, psychology, therapy, antidepressants, anti-anxiety medications work. I come from a culture where that is looked down upon. And I know many of you know what I'm talking about. Most of us, we would say, you know, we're too proud to go to a therapist or we're too kind of stubborn to go to a therapist or we just don't have the money, whatever, right? But a lot of us feel like it doesn't, it's not going to work or it's embarrassing or we're too good for that or it's just a waste of time or waste of money. But the book makes a great, um, defense a great uh, explanation of what that actually does. And it was the best explanation I've ever heard. So as a doctor, yes, we're taught to, you know, you have depression, here's your antidepressant. You have anxiety, here's your anti-anxiety pill. You have pain, here's your anti-pain medication. You know, we're taught to do that, of course. But to really understand that actual words like therapy or just talking things out could actually help retrain the pathway of the brain, I thought was really brilliant. Because the author, uh, Dr. Uh, Korb, does talk about like when you need to remodel your house or get a good mechanic you go and find one you do some research to find a good contractor or mechanic or whatever it is you need dentist whatever right you would do the same for when you have brain issues like chronic pain depression anxiety don't just think you can deal with it yourself so obviously you go to the doctor the physical doctor to help with kind of helping those symptoms but and that that can include a psychiatrist and psychologist I'm gonna say in the second part of this podcast, there's a spiritual doctor who's God himself who can also retrain this brain in many ways. And I think it's even more effective if you have both together. So that's the point of this podcast. But I wanna explain that because it's kind of interesting to to think about those two dimensions, the physical component, getting the help you need with your doctor, your physical doctor, your psychiatrist, psychologist, a friend. Uh, We're gonna go through a little bit more of that in terms of gratitude, what that means. It's beautifully done. And then of course, the spiritual component as well. So just going back to these uh, couple of things that he mentioned with his brain issues. So the anterior cingulate is also kind of the part of the brain located here that manages attention to positive or negative. So if you have somebody that's constantly negative, 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 very pessimistic, melancholic, well maybe their anterior cingulate is kind of out of whack or they were genetically born with an anterior cingulate that's more reactive, we don't know, but that's probably a possibility. We know the insula, which is also located kind of right above where your ear is on both sides but very deep in the brain matter your insula is in charge of your emotional sensations so you might have somebody that's just very kind of You know touchy-feely or very just emotional roller coaster maybe their insula is out of whack as well so just think about those things the amygdala mediates anxiety Uh, the amygdala is located also kind of right in the center of the brain It's located here in the green very very deep the hippocampus also is in charge of memory so those two structures in the brain so again dementia patients who have trauma they might not remember things and so be patient with people that start to forget things because there is a physical issue in their brain uh, the hypothalamus regulates hormones and sh- helps with the stress uh, control stress response so there's different parts that really are very crucial so people that have depression for instance have a problem with the frontal limbic communication the limbic system is basically in charge of your emotional brain it's like your are they, they tend to call it like the prehistoric brain of your just kind of baby brain that you're just very kind of into the, like just basic needs and basic emotions of being fed and having love and, and all that kind of stuff and and, and um, Thinking of what really makes you happy is just basic stuff. So, the frontal limbic communication can be a miscommunication, be the cause of depression. Anxiety, we think, is partly related to issues with the uh, let me just make sure I say this correctly. I think it's the anterior, I think it's the insula. So, no, sorry, amygdala. So, the amygdala can cause. with anxiety so anyway this is kind of the the way the brain is kind of structured and he also goes through all the neurotransmitters or the key neurotransmitters that have to do with just general happiness peace uh, trying to decrease your chronic pain conditions, we're going to go through that as well. So here are a list of all the neurotrans many of the neurotransmitters of the brain. The key ones are things like adrenaline, neuroadrenaline That's norepinephrine. So if you see a tiger or a vicious dog, your adrenaline is going to go up. It's going to make you more attentive, make you kind of think about what you need to do. Uh, your pupils will actually kind of constrict a little bit, and you'll actually they'll dilate. <laughs> they'll dilate, and you'll kind of think about oh gosh, what do I need to do? Dopamine is basically uh, the, the chemical you're released when you want to um, when, you know when you, somebody says nice things to you. Dopamine is released when you're breastfeeding, for instance, and the kind of release of pleasure. It's needed to help decrease addiction. so there's things you can do just naturally to help with that. Uh, serotonin is also released when you uh, breastfeed and, and when people are very nice to you and say nice things to you and they help you basically uh, improve your motivation. Uh, let's see, they, they serotonin contributes to your well-being and happiness and it helps with sleep cycle and digestive system regulation and it's affected by exercise and light exposure. So serotonin and dopamine are the pleasure kind of hormones in your body. Um, one thing about dopamine is that um, people repeat behaviors that lead to dopamine release so the classic one is cocaine or porn addiction or carbohydrate addiction or TV addiction or whatever addiction Um, dopamine is released so if you have the situation where somebody's saying something really nice to you all the time dopamine is released and it's very hard to undo that connection in the brain once you get addicted to that person or to that habit and so that's an important hormone Uh, GABA is basically uh, glutathione essentially, which is a, it's basically, I say GABA's gentle on anxiety. So it's basically trying to increase your relaxation and decrease your anxiety. It calms the firing of the nerves in the in the brain and a high level improves focus. Low levels cause anxiety. They also contribute to the motor control and vision. Acetylcholine, basically is important in thought and learning and memory. Glutamate, we've talked about before, is a brain neurotransmitter that's a part of memory. Uh, endorphins make you feel good they released the release with exercise and excitement and sex of course uh, produces well-being euphoria reducing pain biologically active section Uh, that's very important and then the new one of course that uh, he talks about that actually I mentioned melatonin improves sleep's quality we know about this Um, endocannabinoids improve your appetite sense of peacefulness and well-being and the BDNF is a chemical that can be released that grows neur- neurons and proteins in your immune system. So he there was a paper, he and he has a great reference section, which is very helpful. There's a paper that shows that using certain techniques to help with depression and also antidepressants improve the production of neurons or the healing of neurons, which is very interesting because for years we've used antidepressants for chronic pain. And the understanding of why that is, is because of this release of these neurotransmitters that could sometimes help neuron growth. So not only does it help you recreate a pathway sometimes in your brain, but it also does sometimes affect or protect neurons, which I thought was very interesting with those papers that he published. So that's basically the uh, book called The Upward Spiral. Uh, Just to show this schematic for any of my patients that love the details. So each one of, so this is a cell. And so I'm showing on my YouTube channel the cell, and there's a lot of chemical reactions that occur in with one neuro, with one neurotransmitter with one cell. So if you have a cascade of dopamine hitting your brain, there is data to show that these this kind of reactions that occur in every single cell, if you are too addicted to something, you have too much dopamine, there is now data to show that that can overwhelm your brain cells and lead to early death. And so a lot of addictions, even if it's like porn, carbohydrates, uh, alcohol, uh, gambling, sex, whatever your addiction is, if it's too much, there's some data to show it causes early dementia. And that could be controversial, but th- there's some really great uh, data on that. And I'll mention it on my blog also, that too much of too much is actually damaging and can cause early dementia, possibly Alzheimer's. And as I mentioned in the p- previous podcast, too much sugar has for sure been shown to increase your risk of Alzheimer's and dementia. So if you have a family history of dementia, stay away from the carbohydrates, stay away from too much addictions to things, cause it looks like that could actually shrink your cortex and lead to dementia and possible Alzheimer's. So that, That's controversial. I'm not a neurologist. I'm just somebody looking for the truth, but I found that very interesting. So that's part one of the podcast. So please look up this book, uh, The Upward Spiral. I've really enjoyed it and I'm recommending it.